Hello everyone, what is up? Welcome once again to the Jay Saronka Podcast. Today we are talking about Ozark from Netflix, Season 1, Episode 3. This is titled, My Gripping Sleep. I think this is the um, episode where Marty starts to have some insomnia problems he is having some sleeping problems instead of sleeping he is working all night and it seems to be it's not just with this episode it seems to be something that's sort of haunting his um his life for you know for the rest of the episodes uh this season so i'm just gonna start this by saying spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert because we we are really gonna go into a deep dive about this episode and of course later on after my review uh of course i'm gonna do the spoilered review so again be careful be careful for spoilers and uh later on towards the end we are gonna get to the all-important jace ratings what is my overall score for this episode from 1 to 100% and we are going to compare that to the scores given by Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Metacritic. So let's do it. Let's dive right in. Before we start, please do support my podcast. Give us a 5-star rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Also, The best way you can support us is please give us a direct donation via PayPal. This will be a very big help for us. Any amount would do. The PayPal donate link is in the description page of this episode. So in this episode, FBI agent Trevor Evans, the ex-boyfriend of agent Roy Petty, who is, of course, Roy Petty is chasing the Bird family. He is also chasing the the Navarro cartel. Um, his ex-boyfriend, Agent uh, Trevor Evans, followed Roy's instructions to approach the birds. He basically told the birds that, uh, aside from skimming money, the former business partner, partner of Marty, Bruce, Bruce was also an informant of the FBI. This was a big revelation um, in, in in the season. Uh, of course, we know that Bruce, as well as his fiance, were murdered by the uh, drug lord Dell. Uh, and of course, now we know that Bruce was in fact working for the FBI, working for the authorities. I actually believe that Agent Trevor Evans gave them a quite a fair offer. He said that the cartel would murder their entire family, which is actually not an original story. That's ba- basically Tuesday night for the cartels. Agent Evans delivered it to them in a way that's very factual. He wasn't even scaring them. Um, however, Marty and Wendy are not intimidated and continue maintaining their innocence. Uh, Trevor Evans even gave them, like, you know, he said something like, you know, FBI, we can we can protect you if you work with us, like, you know, stop doing this, whatever, this thing you're doing, and, you know, we're, you, you just help us catch the cartel, and you're basically gonna li- live in peace, but, of course, 
Marty and Wendy, they just sort of refuse to, like, I think they're now all in with this, with this criminal life. During Trevor and Roy Petty's conversation at their hotel room, which might have happened before or af- after this scene, Trevor sees that Roy is becoming obsessed, uh, which foretells continued problems for the birds. When Trevor approached the birds, he also wore a full, you know, a complete suit and tie, somebody who's obviously a, a government agent. Roy said that this is not the way, this is not the approach of, of, on this case. Um, Roy Petty said that he plans to blend in with the people of Ozark and, you know, basically live live in Ozark so that he can really... Um, he's going to immerse himself to the lifestyle of the people there and that's how he's going to investigate whatever it is that the birds are really doing. And, of course, we're going to see that in the upcoming episodes. Wendy told Charlotte and Jonah, their children... In a straightforward, non-dramatic way that their father money launders for the cartel. And that is the real reason for their move from Chicago to Ozark. I actually like that scene. I appreciate I appreciate that scene. Because in any other drama or you know, any other drama on TV or other streaming platforms, this would have easily been a you know a very sentimental crying scene you know it's like gonna be a sentimental cry fest and like like we don't want that you know it's it's gonna be like a telenovela Lori Laura Linney you know great actress who of course plays Wendy delivered the line in a in fact he delivered it in a few seconds I think her line was I I think her line was something like your father launders money for the cartel. I sh- you not. Like basically j- just a straightforward thing just told it to her kids. Jonah does online research to learn more about the cartel. They m- actually made this uh, a cool scene though. So Marty the father walks in on his son's room and Jonah immediately closes his laptop. And of course, we all know what we're thinking about here, and it's exactly what Marty was also thinking. He asked his son, "What were you watching? Porn?" Question mark. And of course, Jonah said no. And then I, I actually forgot what they talked about next. It's something that's not really very important. And then when Marty left the the room, that's when we see the important thing in the scene. Jonah opened the laptop. And it was revealed he was watching the gruesome crimes of the cartel, just, you know, shootouts, leaving corpses on the streets, people brutally murdered, blood scattered everywhere. It's, I think it's even worse than pornography. Because, like, this is, not, this is not even, like, movie or, like, video game violence. This is real-life violence. And now Jonah... And he knows that his family is involved in this. He's watching this. And, like... Like psychologically, what could be the effect to a? I believe he's just thirteen years old. Like he's like for, he's like a freshman high school. Like what would be the effect of that to a child like Jonah? And then, um, according to Wikipedia, at least, Wendy gets a job as an advance 
person and a stager for the real estate brokerage where she actually bought their home. You know, a, a little bit about me. I actually worked in the real estate industry for 10 years. A stager is basically an interior designer uh, some or someone who interiors designs the property, mostly with appliances and furniture. And these appliances and furniture may or may not be included upon the purchase of the property. But I have never encountered an advanced person in my life. Um, an advanced person is supposed to be someone who sets appointments for viewings and stuff. Uh, I'm just wow, I never had that in my real estate career. Um, I set my own ap- appointments. I wished I had a, uh, an advanced person setting appointments for me. Anyway, I digress. And so we now go to the job interview of Charlotte. But, of course, this job interview does not end well after she spots Wyatt outside the store and she basically leaves her job interview and punches Wyatt uh, in retaliation for his ruse uh, at the hotel, which (laughs) it seems it gained him, it gained her some street street cred with, with his father, Marty. Um, and then Marty, of course, began activities at the Blue Cat, the um, hotel slash, uh, I mean, motel slash bar slash restaurant slash uh, yacht dock that he bought. Uh, this is despite the suspicions of Rachel, the, the primary owner of Blue Cat. Ruth, uh, Ruth Langmore uses her knowledge of the bird's cash to persuade Marty to hire her as a dishwasher at the Blue Cat. Marty, Marty asked, asked her, why should I hire you? And I actually love her response. She said something about keeping your friends close and your enemies closer. Um, that actually makes sense as a response, as a response. And it actually also makes sense for the overall storyline of the show. Now we have Marty here, and we have this um, uh, we have this character Ruth, who is basically a villain to him. But he's they're gonna work together now, and like Ruth is even her um, Ruth is even his employee. I am definitely starting to love the Ruth character in the show. I thought at first that she would be the main villain of the show uh but i think now she would be should be something like a 50 50 to marty and the birds uh that she could be a villain and betray them anytime or she could be the unlikely hero of the show and of course i mean i I don't have the answers yet haven't watched enough of the series but we're obviously gonna see in the upcoming episodes what's really going to happen with the character arc of Ruth. The final scene of the episode is the best and the smartest is the smartest scene uh, for me. And what cuz what happened was Wyatt and their uncle, Uncle Ross Langmore, who was actually Wyatt's father, um bought two baby bobcat bobcats or wildcats something like that like so you know shout out to all the tiger king fans out there uh and of course just like 
Ruth, like Russ and Wyatt basically bought baby, you know, baby wildcats. And of course, Ruth was very angry because they, of course, used the money that that Ruth kept. I think it's around twenty thousand dollars. I I don't know what's the value of a a baby wildcat. So Ruth was very angry that they used the money to buy wildcats. Even if they told her that these cats actually have good resale value. Um, first of all, only Ruth noticed that the two cats were both girls. Hence, they can't even reproduce. She even said the line that made me laugh. That really made me LOL. Made me laugh out loud. She said, she said basically, what are they going to do? Scissor each other. <laughs> And you know, again, that just, that line just made me laugh. And then, of course, uh, she informs them that her plan is to learn money laundering from Marty and then kill him and take his money. Uncle Russ even responded that that's a sound plan, actually. And then uh, the show ended when she put both Wyatt and Uncle Russ in the cage to sleep with the with the wildcats with the baby wildcats before we continue once again please do support my podcast give us a five star rating on itunes or your favorite podcast platform also the best way you can support us is please give us a direct donation via paypal this will be a very big help for us any amount would do our paypal donate link is in the description page of this episode. And now we go to the all-important uh, Jay's ratings, but we are going to start first with Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic because basically these two websites, they actually didn't have a rating for each episode of Ozark, but they rated the entire season. So basically, Rotten Tomatoes gave a score of... 70% while the users or the fans of Rotten Tomatoes gave Ozark a score of 92%. Uh, Metacritic gave a score of 66 out of 100. So all the scores, all the scores of Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, it's for the season one of, of o- o- Ozark. So Metacritic gave a score of 66 out of 100 and the users or the fans of Metacritic gave a score of 8.2 out of 10 and IMDB just like me IMDB actually gave a score for each episode of Ozark which is great so for season 1 episode 3 of Ozark IMDB gave a score of 7.8 out of 10 and Finally, the Jace ratings for for this episode of Ozark. Once again, season one, episode three is seventy percent. And of course, um, I'm just gonna repeat once again that the reason for my score, my seventy percent score, is there is only one excellent scene in this episode. This is, of course, the scene with Ruth and the Wildcats and um, her cousins all the scenes in the entire episode were quite good but there's only again there's only one excellent episode what i mean one excellent scene 
once we get to the episodes where we have two or three or four excellent scenes, that's when we get the scores in the 80s and 90s for me. But a compliment I can give to Ozark is we are just in episode three and I feel like a lot has already happened. The first three episodes of a season is usually still the setup episodes. So we're not we're not even in the meat yet of the show. And it's already so good. So again you have you have only if you only have watched Ozark up to this point, definitely great things are yet to come. For more reviews of Ozark episodes, please follow or subscribe to my podcast. Once again, thank you very much for listening. See you on the next episode. I love you all. Bye-bye.